It's good that you found your way here today, especially if you're feeling a bit worn out lately. If you're tired physically, emotionally, spiritually, you are in the right place this morning. There's an invitation from Jesus that we're going to study together with a really timely promise. Come to me, Jesus says, and you will find rest for your souls. Now, deep down, we all need the same thing. The kind of soul rest that comes from being right where we were made to be. And these days, there are so many ways that we know we're not where we were made to be. We want to be with friends, but we're home alone again. We'd love to be all together at our new building for worship, but here we are on our couch. We want to feel like we're moving forward in the right direction, but it seems like the world is chaotic and crazy in ways that it's never been, and we are so tired of it all. Worn out, spent, completely empty. Now, God knows exactly where we are, and he knows the right place for us to be. And in Jesus, he comes to each one of us to deliver us from where we are and bring us to the place that he means for us to have the life that he made us for. Whatever you've thought about Jesus in the past and whatever he means to you in the present, I want you to try right now to open your ears and open your heart to what he has to say in this very timely invitation. This is Matthew chapter 11, verses 28 through 30. Come to me, all you that are weary and are carrying heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me. For I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. Now, this is an invitation that comes with instructions and a very specific promise as well. First, notice who is invited. All you that are weary and carrying heavy burdens. In the language this was originally written in, that invitation is a bit more vivid. In secular Greek, the word weary literally comes from a verb which means beaten. The manual laborer at work all day in the oppressive heat is beaten by the sun. The soldier in the fray of battle is beaten by the enemy. The hero who wrestles with a contender who is stronger than he is, is beaten by that superior strength. Can you relate? The verb carrying heavy burdens comes from the noun meaning freighter ship. Now try to picture this, a boat designed to carry loads from one port to another, which are too heavy to be transported over land. Loaded up, delivering goods back and forth over and over again. Now, I'd say that just about everybody living on planet Earth in 2020 knows just what it's like to feel beaten down and freighted with too much cargo. Take a second to think of your own experience of these days. How are you weary? Where are you feeling beaten down 
like you're carrying too much. Whatever it is for you, Jesus invites everyone who is tired and worn out to come to him. However you've been beaten, whatever freight is weighing you down, just as you are, Jesus invites you to come to him right now. Not when you're feeling stronger, not when you have things sorted out, but in the mess that you find yourself in today, come to him. This invitation is for disciples who found that the road behind Jesus is narrow and harder than they thought, and this invitation is also for those who've never believed in Jesus before. It goes out to everyone who is tired. That's the only prerequisite to receiving this invitation. And listen carefully. It's not an invitation to associate yourself with a particular religious movement or denomination or social stance or some kind of political party. All those things come second. It's an invitation to come to a person, Jesus, and to trust that his invitation is worth taking seriously. And it comes with a promise. I want you to listen to this again. You will find rest for your souls. Let's spend some time here. Rest for your souls. That means deep peace in every part of your life which matters to you. The word soul here might be misleading, especially if it sounds like some disembodied spiritual part of you. That's not it. The promise Jesus gives here is for contentment in all of what makes you, you. A mind that is calm and steady, not racing with anxiety or constantly worrying. A body that's not tense or restless, but relaxed like after a good day of productive work. Every bit of energy you spent was worth it. A heart that is confident everything is just as it should be for now. Grateful and peaceful and contented and totally settled. Come to me, Jesus says, and this is what I will give to you. You've maybe never thought of it like this, but this is exactly what you have been looking for. Everyone you know is working all the time to get it. We all have different strategies, but deep down, we're all trying to find this same thing, rest for our souls. Maybe we've tried to find it through pleasure. Maybe through detaching ourselves from the things we've cared about in the past. Some people who care a lot about the Bible try and find it through religious achievement. Many folks that I've known in the Northeast, they go after it through success. I have a friend who's a genius in business, super smart, incredibly competent. He's every material benefit you could ever want, but his soul is still restless. When he started out, it was about getting the money, but after he had more than he needed, he moved on to something different. It became personal improvement for him, but still he didn't find the deep rest that he was looking for. A few years back, he pivoted again to working at making the world a better place, which was a good step, but still not quite there. 
no deep rest in his soul. Here, Jesus offers the promise that he knows every set of ears who hears him will be looking for. Everyone is on that same quest, searching for the rest which Jesus promises. And listen now, the only way to find the rest that you are looking for is by coming to Jesus. Because that's the only place where you will be exactly where God made you to be. Think for a moment of where you are. And that place which your heart knows deep down that you ought to be. And open your mind in this moment to the truth that you will only be there when you're with the one you were meant to be with. I want you to look at this photo. That's my father in 1973 with me drooling on his shoulder. This is what it looks like to have rest for your soul, for me and for my dad too. Not just because we are sharing the perfect nap. There's more to it there. My dad had just finished a day of working in the yard, putting everything he could into making things as good as possible for our family. And then he sat down to rest, and I found my way to the only place for me to be in this moment. Because my dad loves me, and I love him, and here I am just where I belong, and I'm with the one who I belong with, and so everything is right. And that's the heart of finding what Jesus promises to every one of us being right where we are supposed to be and being with the one that we are supposed to be with. The promise is connected to the person. Rest comes from Jesus when you come to Jesus. I want you to look with me again at what he said because the invitation and the promise come with very specific instructions. Listen again. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me. The yoke is a farming tool, a large wooden collar that settles over the shoulders of two animals so they can be tethered to one another and work together side by side. It's a symbol of a firm connection between co-laborers, and this is the commitment that Jesus offers you when he says, come to me, to work with you. Learn from me, he says. Not learn about me, but learn from me. And that means spending time putting ourselves under Jesus' influence in prayer and in study of his word, in choosing to see the world like Jesus sees it, looking through his eyes at the people in our lives, adopting his values and letting go of ours, letting him divide right from wrong, listening to what he says about who we are and what we're worth and what this life that he's given us is all for, and then trusting him. Let me teach you Accept the tasks I give you. That's what Jesus says to us. And now, I want you to think carefully with me. 
This is not a religious idea for you to agree with. This is a summons from Jesus. And you and I need to accept this invitation more now than ever before because we are tired and we're in a world which is making us weary. And the world that we are in needs us to say yes to Jesus more than anything else it needs, trusting him. And this, in practice, is our responsibility as moral agents in a world that is shaking. Only when we stand up and begin operating as Jesus' students will we become agents of the change that is so clearly and desperately needed right now. It is time to step forward in faith toward this teacher and accept his task, because on his path is exactly where you were meant to be. And he is the person that you were made to be with. And only with him will you find rest for your soul. In walking with him, and in learning from him, and in working with him. How will you do it? What does it mean in practice to take up his yoke and learn from him? The details of that answer will be personal, and you will have to discover what they look like along the way, but the basic contours are clear enough in the New Testament. Let me share four lines of what it will look like to say yes to this teacher and to his task. First of all, you will have to learn to think like Jesus thinks. This is Philippians chapter 2, verse 5. Let the same mind be in you that was in Christ Jesus. The steps he took, the decisions he made, the values he embodied, all followed from the way that Jesus thought. Selfless, humble, generous, All of that came because of his mindset, and God has given each one of us control over the patterns of thought that we choose to follow. How you think changes the way you live, and the disciple who learns from Jesus is the disciple who will be working at thinking like Jesus thinks. That's first. Now second, learning from Jesus will mean... You choose to serve like Jesus serves. There's a remarkable scene which is recorded in the end of the Gospel of John. Jesus is with the disciples together for a last meal, but before the food is set out, Jesus stands up and he grabs a towel, wraps it around his waist, pours a pitcher of water into a basin, and then one by one, he begins to wash the feet of the disciples. Now, only the servant who is the lowest does this kind of thing. And so when Jesus comes to Peter, he objects. But listen carefully to what Jesus says to him in response. This is verses 14 and 15. If I, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you also ought to wash one another's feet. For I have set you an example that you also should do as I have done to you. When Jesus 
becomes your teacher. You follow his example. You do what he does. And that means disciples choose to serve one another like Jesus serves. That's second. And now third, and this one covers the first two for sure, disciples love like Jesus loves. More than anything, this is what Christ's followers should be known for, especially today, extravagant and practical and no-strings-attached love. The Apostle Paul, who spent his life searching for the mind of Christ and striving to serve like Jesus strived, came back to the theme of love over and over again. The only way to apprentice yourself to Jesus is to work at walking in the way of love. Listen to Romans 13, 8. Owe no one anything except to love one another. For the one who loves another has fulfilled the law. If anyone is attached to Jesus, he will find himself on the path of love wherever he walks. Sometimes it will be rewarding and joyful. Other times it will be hard and thankless. But love is the only way to be a disciple. That's third. And now fourth, coming to Jesus means learning to suffer like Jesus suffered. Facing resistance for doing good. Following Jesus will mean challenges that are truly redemptive, but also truly challenging. And anyone who becomes a student of his will learn this from experience. Listen to 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 21. For to this you have been called, because Christ also suffered for you, leaving you an example so that you should follow in his steps. Following in Jesus' steps will mean suffering for doing what is right. No surprise, given the aggressive and divided and unrighteous state of the world that we live in, but this is what we must do if we're going to be students of Jesus. If we are carrying his yoke, then we have no option but to walk the path of redemptive suffering with him. Thinking like Jesus thinks, serving like Jesus serves, loving like Jesus loves, and suffering like Jesus suffers. These four are the broad contours of what it means to come to Jesus, taking his yoke, and learning from him being with him so we become like him. One more time on the invitation. You may have noticed that Jesus commends himself based on his character. Listen again. I am gentle and humble in heart. Those are qualities that are sadly lacking in our day, don't you think? Humility and gentleness. But the one who invites you has your best interest in heart. He is gentle and he's humble 
and completely trustworthy. The work that he gives you is easy even when it's hard. The burdens that you will bear with him are light no matter how heavy in themselves because with Jesus you will discover that for the first time you are exactly where you are meant to be and you are with the one that you are meant to be with. The question for each of us to answer, not with our words but with our lives, is whether we will respond to his invitation with faith. Whether we will come to him and work at the tasks he has for us and learn from this teacher who is our Lord and our Savior and our friend. Let's ask for his help now to open ourselves to him through prayer. God, we thank you for the chance to listen today to the word of Jesus and to hear his invitation and to respond in faith. We ask that whatever barriers there are in our lives keeping us from coming to him would be taken away now, and without any hesitation, we would open ourselves to becoming his students, trusting him and following in the way that he leads. God, you need each of us now to receive the great gift that you have given to us in Christ, and we know that the world also needs us to become disciples who follow him, not in word, but in truth. God, call us to yourselves now through the power of your Spirit and give us the rest for our souls that we need and that you promise. And we ask for this in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen.